0: Hi, I'm Anusha, your friend and host for Daily Bible Podcast. Reading the Bible must be a daily practice. Even though you might miss out some days at the time appointed, you can go back to it at any time of the day. But make sure you do. Previously we saw a great miracle. Jesus feeds 5,000 men, also He walks on water. Today we are looking at Mark chapter 8 and Mark chapter 9. Jesus feeds 4,000 men and is transformed on the mountain. Let's go. Mark chapter 9, a meal for 4,000. At about this same time, he again found himself with a hungry crowd on his hands. He called his disciples together and said, this crowd is breaking my heart. They have stuck with me for three days and now they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll faint along the way. Some of them have come a long distance. His disciples responded, What do you expect us to do about it? Buy food out here in the desert? He asked, How much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they said. So Jesus told the crowd to sit down on the ground. After giving thanks, he took the seven bread loaves, broke them into pieces, and gave them to his disciples, so they could hand them over to the crowd. They also had a few fish. He pronounced a blessing over the fish and told the disciples to hand them out as well. The crowd ate its fill. Seven sacks of leftovers were collected. There were well over four thousand at the meal. Then he sent them home. He himself went straight to the boat with his disciples and set out for Dolmantola. When they arrived, the Pharisees came out and started in on him, bartering him to prove himself, pushing him up against the wall. Provoked, he said, why does this generation clamor for miraculous guarantees? If I have anything to say about it, you'll not get so much as a hint of a guarantee. Contaminating East, he then left them, got back in the boat and headed to the other side. But the disciples forgot to pack a lunch. Except for a few single loaves of bread, there wasn't a crumb in the boat. Jesus warned, be very careful. Keep a sharp eye out for the contaminating east of the Pharisees and the followers of Herod. Meanwhile, the disciples were finding fault with each other because they had forgotten to bring bread. Jesus overheard and said, Why are you fussing because you forgot bread? Don't you see the point of all this? Don't you get it all? Remember the five loaves I broke for the five thousand thousand." How many baskets of leftovers did you have to pick up? They said, 12. And seven loaves for the 4,000. How many bagfuls of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, he said. Do you still not get it? They arrived at Bethsaida. Some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Taking him by hand, he led him out of the village He put a spit in the man's eye, laid hands on him and asked, Do you see anything? He looked up. I see men. They look like walking trees. So Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized that he had been recovered with perfect sight. Saw everything in bright 2020 focus. Jesus sent him straight home telling him, Don't enter the village. The Messiah Jesus and his disciples headed out for the villages around Caesarea Philippi. As they walked, he asked, Who do the people say I am? Some say John the baptizer, they said. Others say Elijah. Still others say one of the prophets. He then asked, And you, what are you saying about me? Who am I? Peter gave the answer. You're the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus warned them to keep it quiet, not to breathe a word of it to anyone. He then began explaining things to them. It is necessary that the Son of Man proceed to an ordeal of suffering, be tried and found guilty by the elders, high priests and religion scholars, be killed and after three days be rise up alive. He said this simply and clearly, so they couldn't miss it. But Peter grabbed him in protest. Turning and seeing his disciples wavering, wondering what to believe, Jesus confronted Peter. Peter, get out of my way. Satan, get lost. You have no idea how God works. Calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering, embrace it, follow me and I will show you how. Self-help is no help at all, self-sacrifice is the way. My way to save yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? What could you ever trade for your soul? If any of you are embarrassed over me and the way I am leading you, when you get around to your fickle and unfocused friends, know that you'll be an even greater embarrassment to the Son of Man when He arrives in all the splendor of God, His Father, with an army of holy angels. Mark chapter 9. Then he drove it home by saying, This isn't a pie in the sky by and by. Some of you are standing here are going to see it happen. See the kingdom of God arrive in full force in a light radiant cloud. Six days later, three of them did see it. Jesus took Peter, James, John and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out, right before their eyes. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could ever make it. Elijah, along with Moses, came into view, in deep conversation with Jesus. Peter interrupted, Rabbi, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He blotted this out without thinking, stunned as they were all by what they were seeing. Just then, a light radiant cloud enveloped them, and from deep in the cloud, a voice This is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. The next minute, the disciples were looking around, rubbing their eyes, seeing nothing but Jesus, only Jesus. Coming down the mountain, Jesus swore them to secrecy. Don't tell a soul what you saw. After the Son of Man rises from the dead, you're free to talk. They puzzled over that, wondering what on earth rising from the dead meant. Meanwhile, they were asking, Why do the religion scholars say that Elijah has to come first? Jesus replied, Elijah does come first and gets everything ready for the coming of the Son of Man. They treated Elijah like dirt, much like they treat the Son of Man, who will, according to the scriptures, suffer terribly and be kicked around contemptibly. There are no ifs. When they came back down the mountain to the other disciples, they saw a huge crowd around them and the religious scholars cross-examining them. As soon as the people in the crowd saw Jesus, admiring excitement stirred them. They ran and greeted him. He asked, What's going on? What's all this commotion? A man out of the crowd answered, Jesus, I brought my mute son made speechless by a demon to you. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and goes stiff as a board. I told your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they couldn't. Jesus said, What a generation! No sins of God! How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. They bought him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to wither in the ground and foam at the mouth. He asked the boy's father, How long has it been going on? Ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitches him into the fire and in the river to do away with him. If you can do anything, do it. Have a heart and help us. Jesus said, "If." There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, Then I believe, help me with my doubts. Seeing that the crowd was forming fast, Jesus gave the wild spirit its marching orders. Dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, out of him and stay out. Screaming and with much thrashing about, it left. The boy was pale as a corpse. So people started saying, he's dead, but Jesus, taking his hand, raised him. The boy stood up. After arriving back home, the disciples cornered Jesus and asked, why couldn't we throw the demon out? He answered, there is no way to get rid of this kind of demon except by prayer. Leaving there, they went through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know their whereabouts, for he wanted to teach his disciples. He told them, the son of man is about to be betrayed, and to some people who want nothing to do with God, they will murder him. Three days after his murder, he will raise a life. They didn't know what he was talking about, but were afraid to ask him about it. So you want first place? They came to Kepana. When he was safe at home, he asked them, what were you discussing on the road? The silence was deafening. They had been arguing with one another over who among them was greatest. He sat down and summoned the twelve. So you want the first place? Then take the last place. Be the servant of all. He put a child in the middle of the room. Then cradling the little one in his arms, he said, Whoever embraces one of these children as I do, embraces me as far more than me, God who sent me. John spoke up. Teacher, we saw a man using your name to expel demons and we stopped him because he wasn't in our group. Jesus wasn't pleased. Don't stop him. No one can use my name to do something good and powerful and in the next breath slam me. If he's not an enemy, he's an ally. Why anyone by just giving you a cup of water in my name is on a side, count on that that God will notice. On the other hand, if you give one of these simple childlike believers a hard time by bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust, you'll soon wish you hadn't. You would be better off dropped in the middle of the lake with a milestone around your neck. If your hand or your foot gets in God's way, chop it off and throw it away. You're better off maimed or lame and alive than the proud owner of two hands and two feet, godless in a furnace of eternal life. And if your eye distracts you from God, pull it out and throw it away. You're better off one-eyed and alive than exercising your 20-20 vision from inside the fire of hell. Everyone going through a refining fire sooner or later, but you'll be well-preserved, protected from the eternal flames. Be persevering yourselves. Preserve the peace. Thank you for joining me in our podcast. There are no ifs in God's kingdom. If you want to receive something, you have to believe and ask God for it. He will not disappoint you. He will give you what you desire if you ask. The miracles that Jesus did are done even today. They are not just one time thing. But the believers of Jesus perform these miracles today as well. God is working among his people. I have seen sick people being healed and demons come out of people. This is the truth. Jesus is the true living God and he is our Lord and Savior. If you believe and accept him in your life, you shall be saved and your life will change for sure. I can guarantee you because my life has changed. Stay tuned.